Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Angie McDaniel. Thanks for being on the show, Angie. Thanks for having me. Pleased to have you as a guest. I, you and I talked a while back, and, and I was just impressed with your story and excited to share it with the listeners. Uh, but Angie has been an owner landlord since 1998 and was trained professionally by a leading property management company in Southern California. After years of moving around with her husband's military career, she eventually landed in Northern Virginia starting a property management company that she built to six figures in only a few short years. Now, in her sixth year of business, Angie is an associate broker with Keller Williams Realty in Old Town, Alexandria, and employs other military spouses on her property management team. So I just really liked how you found this niche of ladies who need jobs, right? And they're qualified, but, you know, and you provide a service really, or, you know, by helping them have a job and good employees for yourself. But Angie, you know, looking forward to hearing more about your story. Tell the listeners who you are and let's get into how you started this business. Sure. Yeah. So like you said, I'm, I've been a military spouse for 27 years and we have five children. And for most of those years, I was at home with the kids and, you know, I'm college educated like many military spouses are. And unfortunately, the unemployment rate among military spouses is about 25%. And I found that when I was ready to not be a full-time stay-at-home mom and enter the workforce if that was a really big challenge. I'm a very entrepreneurial-minded and just going through the process of knowing what I bring to the table, you know, for another company, but then sort of being denied because they saw that I was a military spouse or maybe I didn't have their same resume on paper because we would move around every 18 months, you know, plus being at home with the kids. I mean, that was a really huge challenge, but I fell into this niche of property management. Really, it was it had been our lifestyle being long distance landlords. You know, we've moved 18 times and we've owned homes and, you know, had to rent them out and, and all that. And just through that personal experience and also just experience with other property management companies around the country, I thought, wow, this is, this is a really big need. And I feel like as an owner and with my experience as a military family, you know, moving around that, I had something I could bring to that industry to make it better. So that's what I started to do. <laughs> wow. I just like how you found, like, there's a problem, right? You found a problem and you found a way to help them, you know, to really build your team, but provide an answer to these problems as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's an industry that's kind of known for really poor service. You know, typically when you hear property management, you go, Ugh, you know, People don't really have a great impression of those companies. And even, you know, myself as an owner, I didn't really didn't think it was worth paying someone to just let my property deteriorate. And, you know, moving to Northern Virginia, this is such a unique market because it's so transient with military and government personnel who get stationed overseas that I had a real opportunity to provide a really valuable service to people who are leaving the area, but coming back and their properties are their personal homes. They're not investment properties. And so, you know, it's personal. It's a personal thing. It's an emotional thing. People are attached to their homes. And so they have to be well cared for. And it takes a higher level, I think, of fiduciary responsibility that, you know, you've got to stay on top of it. The challenge that I faced coming here is that no one knew me. And 
you know, starting something from scratch and, and to do it, you know, following the law, you know, I had to find a broker who would support me in that endeavor. And I didn't know anyone. So, you know, I had a lot of work to do. And I had a lot of people to meet. And uh, that's what I spent a good portion of my time doing initially until I found the right opportunity. So it's interesting, you know, I want to get into how you started this business, you know, a little bit being in a new area, not knowing anyone like you're talking about having to find a broker that would allow you to, to work with them and really hang your business under their license, right? Right. You know, right. And so tell us about that process a little bit, because I could see where a lot of people then are going to say, well, you know, it's just not meant to be, or, you know, this is too difficult. I'm going to go try to invest in something else, or I'm going to go start a different business or, you know, so what really gave you the drive there to keep pushing, even though, you know, you face these challenges? Well, I did have some moments where I felt like giving up. I did a few other things the first year. I mean, I had transferred my license to Virginia. You know, I didn't know how long we would be here initially. So at first, I didn't know if it made sense to start something and then have to pick up and leave it again, like I did in California. I was kind of rocking and rolling in Southern California. I got my foot in the door and I was doing really well. And then we had to leave. And so, you know, for a while, I worked for a government contractor for a little bit, got my foot in the door there and found out very quickly that was not, (laughs) that was not for me. You know, it took a lot of persistence. I just, I think we tend to limit ourselves by what we think. You know, we put self-imposed limitations and therefore we give up too soon. And I came to a point where I just decided that, hey, I just have to go for it. You know, this is really what I want to do. I know how I want to do the job and I know I'll be good at this and really make a difference. And so I just took the plunge, but, you know, had to think outside the box, you know, had to brainstorm, how am I going to meet people? Who can I talk to? And so I just started networking lots of different organizations, some property management organizations. You know, initially I thought, well, you know, I may have to go to work for another property management company here, which is what I did temporarily. And that, you know, of course, I was faced with, okay, I wouldn't do business like this. You know, when you're in it, you're working for another company. It's frustrating because you see that, okay, this is just the same old, same old. And I don't really want to be part of this, but I've got, you know, this is what I've got right now. So I'm just going to have to work it until I get to where I want to be. And, and so finally, after about, oh gosh, almost a year of doing that, just meeting people and, and allowing people to get to know me. And that was one of the key pieces. People had to get to know me. They had to know that they could trust me, that I was reliable, that I did what I said I was going to do. And just by building relationships with people, I was able to build that trust. And then through that trust, I had some people who introduced me to my broker here at Keller Williams, which is where I've been, you know, now in my sixth year. So he got my vision and supported me. And that's eventually where I landed. And I was able to, to start my own thing. Wow. So I like how you talked about building those relationships. You started networking, you jumped right in and you, you built relationships. I hear it so often, right? And, and success stories like yours, it's key. I mean, it's critical, right? If you're not building relationships, if you're not networking, I don't know where you expect to go. Right. And, and you have to come from a place of contribution too. It can't yep. just be networking to be, you know, for selfish reasons. I mean, you have to genuinely want to get to know people, support people and also serve. And that's one of the biggest keys, I think, to being successful in business is just having that heart where you want to serve other people instead of what you're going to get out of it just for yourself. 
that just doesn't work. That just doesn't last. That's not a good long-term game plan. You know, you have to be the right kind of person in order to give the right kind of service, but it starts, it starts inside and it starts up here and you have to stick with it. I like that. Yeah. You generally have to want to help others. And, you know, so I'm sure when you decided to jump into this business, people probably thought, ah, she's crazy. All right. Why is she doing that? Or (laughs) did you hear that? Well, I tend to shut people out. I did have a little bit of a challenge before I actually was able to launch my own thing with a company that I had sort of started working with. And we kind of, we had arranged an initial business deal and that just kind of fell apart. And sadly for them in the long run, because, you know, I've been really successful, thankfully, and they could have benefited from that. You know, so there were some bumps in the road. There were definitely some people who I think may have been threatened or whatever, but my biggest cheerleader is my husband. And he has always encouraged me to, you know, just push ahead. And that's kind of the way we operate, you know, as a couple and as parents, you know, we're sort of hard chargers. And we just make things happen. And and you just have to know what you want to do. And you have to methodically go about it and then just let all the negativity fall by the wayside. (laughs) I can relate to the military mindset and just how that's probably affected, you know, your business and just, you know, you being in that military family for this long and, and the training your husband's had. I know that affected me a lot from being in the military, just having the mindset of just making it happen. Like you said, no, let's just push forward. There's no turning back. Let's make it happen. Well, I think too, you know, people are, and I've had to learn this over a lot of years, but difficult circumstances are what mold you into the person that you're going to be. And so, and this is, you know, we tell our kids, we've got college age kids, you know, young adults now, and when they get stressed out, you know, we tell them you need to lean into that lean into the challenges and welcome them. I mean, be excited about them because those challenges are going to make you who you are. And, you know, when you talk moving all over the country for 27 years, raising five children, my husband being on deployment all the time, I mean, that's hard stuff. That's really hard. Not having support almost all of that period of time it is hard and you want to get out of it. You know, when you're in it, you want to get out of the difficult situations, but looking back, those challenges are what strengthen you. And so, you know, I would just tell anybody who's listening that if you're struggling, if you're struggling in your business to move things forward, just got to press into that. Welcome the challenge and tell yourself that, you know, Hey, I love challenges. I'm a conqueror of challenges and just go get it done. You know, just push through it. I really like that, leaning into it. It's so good. You see a challenge, lean into it. I've had to learn that. It's a taught mindset, I think, because initially it's out of your comfort zone, right? And you want to stay away from those challenges uh, initially, but it's just a mindset change of, of knowing that there's growth potential there, right? It you know, is, and you have to focus on what you want. You don't focus on the challenge. You focus on the solution, and that's really important because what you focus on expands. Hmm. What you focus on expands. It's awesome. Help the listener who is starting a business right now, is in those shoes, you know, and they're facing some of those challenges. Maybe you have some advice, you know, since you're, I mean, you've, you've experienced success, you've done it quickly and, you know, tell them some keys to making it happen. I think you have to have a plan. You have to, and don't get overwhelmed with the whole plan, but look at the thing that you have to do next. So be very methodical and focus on one step at a time. 
and don't go on to the next step until you've perfected the first step. And, you know, at the same time that you're, you're doing that, you do need to feed your mind. It's really important that you're listening to things that are positive, that you're not exposing yourself to a lot of negative influences. You need to read. I think reading is important. Reading good books that help you develop your mindset. It's really challenging the world that we live in. You know, we're constantly bombarded with negativity with the 24-7 news cycle, social media. You know, it just never stops. And you do have to put that stuff aside and push it away and then put good, positive, productive things into your mind. Did you find that you mentioned don't expose yourself to negative influences? And, you know, what I find is like there's people that are in your life, whether it's family or, or friends that really care about you but they don't understand just maybe the entrepreneurial mindset and where you're headed and things like, you know, so they mean well, but they may be discouraging you in this venture. Have you experienced that? Not too much because I think I'm very confident and very strong. I'm a strong personality. And so I don't get too much for negativity from too many people close by because they know I'll push back. And so I would just say if you struggle, you know, if other people struggle with that or you've got people in your family that are just a little, you know, gnats with negativity, you're just going to have to be confident. I mean, obviously, that's a bit more of a challenge that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, but just be confident in what you know you're setting out to do. And that just makes reading good books and listening, you know, listening to good podcasts, listening to motivational things that sort of compensate or some of the maybe negative relationships that are around you. So what are some other ways that made you successful at starting your business? You know, maybe ways that you found that were good at for networking or, or even just building your team. I utilize social media quite a bit as far as building my team. That has been key. You get to a point where you become so busy when you're by yourself that you have to let go of some responsibilities. And that means bringing people on. And if you're a control freak, that might be difficult to do. You know, I just reached a point where I couldn't handle it anymore. It was, you know, so stressful to do by myself that I just, I had to reach out and start looking for some other like-minded people or just part charging people. And the first place I turned was to other military spouses. A, because, you know, there are you know, it's not all women, but predominantly women who have been home with kids and they want to work and they're very intelligent. And, you know, they've sort of been brought up in that military system with that mindset, you know, for a lot of years as well. And so that's the first place I turned. And so I utilize social media in the area that we're in. There's a vast network of military spouses and immediately had some women send me their resumes and they were phenomenal. And, you know, I brought them on the team and they've been rock stars ever since. So it's been great. And we're, you know, we're looking to continue to grow in that. It's been key to delegate some responsibilities so I can focus on, you know, the main thing that the business growth, the business building, and also just to maintain quality service. That's a core value of ours is providing quality, high level quality service. And I don't ever want to sacrifice that. So that means I've got to bring on other high quality people who understand that in order to maintain and maintain that reputation. That's critical for continued growth. So that's been the next step for me, you know, in my business growth is okay, well, I've started this thing. Now I have got to, <laughs> I've got to keep going because it's getting bigger and bigger and I can't handle all of it. So 
what are some things that you found hard to delegate that you finally did delegate? For me, it's hard to slow down and stop and teach. And I do love to teach. Like I love to speak and I love to motivate people and and I love to teach classes, which I do here at, at Keller Williams. But that's the biggest thing. I go so fast. It's stopping and slowing down and taking the time to show someone how to do something the right way. Once I do it, it's the greatest thing ever. And I'm just really thankful that I have these other, you know, military spouses to come alongside me. How do you lay out the tasks to know that, okay, this is something that I should give to somebody else? Because I hear that often, like, well, you know, I hear people say, well, I don't need a assistant yet, or I don't need a, a VA yet, where I find that, you know, I wanted one as soon as I could get one, you know, just so I can focus on the higher dollar tasks. Right. I give them the things that I really don't like to do. <laughs> but I mean, they're the things that I don't need to be working on either. You know, they're a lot of the day-to-day operational detailed tasks that I don't need to be doing. And so I was happy to take that off my plate, you know, and put it on somebody else's. But it's just taking the step to do that, especially my personality type, which is just go, go, go. I'll do everything. You know, I'll do it all. and that type of personality has to grow too and let go. And so that's what I've had to focus on. And it's been great. What's been the hardest part of either starting this business or operating it, you know, the management company and, you know, and how did you overcome that? The hardest part was just getting started. You know, you have to move the dial. A lot of people talk about doing something, but they never do it. Or they talk about doing it when XYZ is perfect. It's never going to be perfect. You just have to step out, you know, step out of the boat into the crashing waves, you know, and just get going with it. Because if you stand still, you're never going to go anywhere. You have to take steps. And that's the hardest part, you know, not knowing how it was going to work out and not having any connections. So just forging those connect For me, that was the most difficult. And one of the challenges now is, just being able to push pause and catch a breath because it just keeps, you know, hey, when you're in business, business does not stop. (laughs) It just keeps on going and you can't push pause. I feel the same struggle. It's like I'm ready to work all these hours, but you got to make time for the family, right? I'm learning, you know, like I have to time block it just so I can be there mentally, like leave the phone in the office and just so I'm just away from it completely. So what's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to ours? Oh, goodness. That's a great question. I'm working on that. I'm working on my systems and I'm working on my scheduling and making sure we have very clear, measurable goals. And also just, you know, with what I do, we have a high volume of constant activity in a lot of different areas. And, you know, because we're doing property management, we're doing sales. We have, I have another aspect of the business, that a service that we provide to other real estate agents. And so there are a lot of moving parts. So we meet regularly as a team and, you know, we're constantly going over our schedule and who's doing what and making sure that we're all on the same page. So that's where we're at now, especially this busy season that we're into right now. So that's been the focus. And what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Oh, persistence and having the right mindset. I know I've been talking about that a lot, but it's absolutely critical. You have to work on how you think. You have to work on yourself probably more than anything else because you are going to make or break yourself 
you are going to make or break your success. Nobody else is going to do it. It's you. So you've got to work on you. And that's what I would tell people to focus on. I think that's what's been the main factor for me. We're almost out of time, but any other tips on starting or operating a business that you'd like to give to the listener? Yeah, just find what you are passionate about. Find what you bring to the table. Don't try to copy anybody else. You know, I think a lot of times we look at all these other people and that, you know, we feel like we've got to duplicate exactly what they do in order to be successful. Think about what's been put on your heart and what is attractive to you, what you're passionate about, and develop that. Don't try to imitate somebody else or feel like you're not successful because you're not doing what somebody else is doing. You do you. You are created for a purpose. You are created on purpose for a purpose. And work on that. Do that. Figure out what that is. I like that. And how do you like to give back? Well, we give back here in our office. We've got a red day coming up in Alexandria and we work with a group called the Hope House. And it's a day where everyone stops working and we go out into the community and serve our neighborhood in Alexandria. That's one way. Something else that I'm passionate about are kids in inner city schools. And recently I spent a year investing in a classroom in Norfolk, Virginia and mentored kids in that class. And it was an awesome experience. It changed me probably more than it changed them. And I think it's really important that uh, whatever you do in life, that you take some time to give to your community, not look at the problems, but be a solution to the problems that are around you. All about where you put your focus, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Angie. I appreciate you sharing that and appreciate your time being on the show and just the process of starting a business and how important mindset is. Tell the listener how they can learn more about you and and your business. I also wanted to thank you uh, or your husband and you just for the, your service, military service. And thank you. It's not just him that's serving. It's a whole family service, I know. And, but tell the listener how they can get in touch with you. They can reach out to me at Angie at commandproperties.com. They can go to my website, commandpropertymanagement.com. And you can call me or text me at 703-677-6902. I'd love to talk to you. Great. Angie, thank you again. Appreciate the listeners being with us today. I hope you'll also go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me and go to our Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show, so we can all learn and grow our businesses together with experts like Angie. And also, don't forget the group, and we would appreciate you sharing the show, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.